what is good? Welcome to Spirit Bill Real Talk with Juliana. I am your host, Juliana Page, and I am so excited that you are here. I am an author, a speaker, and a professional life coach, but really, I am here to give you practical wisdom that you can integrate into every area of your life so that you can thrive and not just survive. So if you are ready to live a spirit-led life and level up your inner game so that you can win in your outer game. Let's dive right in. What is good, everybody? Can you believe that we're almost at Christmas? OMG, OMG. 2021, people are all wanting that to come like yesterday. (laughs) And today I'm actually going to dive into a message about how we can really wire ourselves differently. I keep hearing about goals and vision boards and a new year and have the best body of your life and, you know, All of these things, which are beautiful, and there's nothing wrong with those. I celebrate those. I honor all of those beautiful, wonderful things, right? The heart's desires. However, if we are not wired differently, it is likely that we will still face the same thoughts, limiting thoughts, limiting beliefs. If we do not overcome, if we do not commit to this inner work, we cannot expect the external to look any different. If we keep emitting the same vibe, the same frequency of negativity, of darkness, of doubt, of fear, of insecurity, of anxiety, of jealousy, of comparison, of resentment, of unforgiveness, right? One, (laughs) we are not walking out the call, right? And two, we are either going to hate our way to an outcome or we're going to get an outcome that we don't ultimately want and that we're not prepared for. So with that, I wanted to to give you a little excerpt from the book, God's Vibes Matter, the devotional. You can find this guy over on Amazon.com or over at JulianaPage.com. But I think one of the sections that really is in the intro of the book that sets you up to do is a 30-day devotional, but it really sets you up to recognize and understand your season, which I have learned the value of time and time again. I have had a tendency and really a practice or a patterning or a rhythm of resisting my season. One, maybe not knowing what season I'm in, but then two, resisting it. And that's just not a good time at all, right? Because then... Whatever I'm forcing, if I'm out of timing or if I'm out of God's will, it's not going to happen. It will not bear much fruit, right? And that'll be frustrating given the investment, right? But if it's a God thing, it's usually a good thing. (laughs) So with that, there's a lot of wisdom in recognizing your season. So here is a breakdown of really how God helped me to grow in greater intimacy with him and how you might, if you decide to to get this book, how you might approach this as well. But number one, God revealed to me that he really is my coach. Now, I have been a coach, a professional life coach for over 13 years. So I have walked with people through many seasons. I believe in life coaching even as a tool, but I do recommend that you find in the season that I'm in, if it's not a spirit-led coach or mentor, I really, mentor may be still open to it, 
I guess definitely, depending on what their specialty is. But when it comes to my own spiritual development, my mental health, all of that, I want it to be a spirit-led mentor or coach. But if it's in the realm of finance and these other areas where there's a specialty technology, absolutely, it doesn't necessarily have to be spirit-led benefit, but you get what I'm saying. But God is your coach. God is a champion in your absence and a friend always. In other words, no matter how many times you may neglect or run from God, he has never wavered in his love for you, right? I don't know if you've experienced this, but sometimes when we're hurt, sometimes when we're let down, sometimes when we're betrayed, sometimes when we have a really painful experience, we want to turn off our love, right? We want to turn off our love. We're like, nope, click, done. Like that's a wrap, right? But God never wavers in his love for us. He never turns it off, right? It's not a conditional love. It's constantly flowing no matter what we do. Beautiful, right? And if we are full of that kind of love, if we know that kind of love, we operate differently, right? He delights in you and enjoys spending time with you just like you would experience with your best friend. If you can view God as all of his wonderful names, right? Wonderful counselor, prince of peace, but particular during this devotional as your greatest counselor, guide, or coach, this allows you to come boldly to him with your questions, cares, and heart's desires. He's always ready to meet with you. So I love that. I love coaching as a modality, as an industry. I think that it's so valuable. I don't know why we don't all have coaches at this point. Like I think that that should be a normal thing to have accountability, to have support, to have strategy in your life. It just makes so much sense to me. I don't know why we wouldn't operate with it. I I mean, I for me too, I know who I was before and I know who I am after. So it's a life altering experience for sure. But I love viewing God that way because he's a voice of encouragement. He's a voice of confrontation, gentle confrontation a lot of the times, but he won't let me settle. I love that about God. Um, he won't let me just give in to sin or temptation, right? He won't lead me down the wrong path, right? So when I can trust that God is good, when I trust that God loves me, I operate from a different rhythm. And that's really what I want to highlight here. Number two, this is big. There is a time and a season for everything. Discerning the voice of God is a divine mystery because it is the supernatural work of Holy Spirit in us, right? There's no formula that gives us 100% accuracy in hearing from God, but growing in wisdom and discernment is something that we can ask God for, and it is something we can practice and mature in. So I know for me, just like we have five senses, right? There's different ways that I that I hear God. There's different ways that I discern the impressions of God. There's different ways that I recognize he's confirming something for me, right? Really, really powerful to grow in maturity in that. We tend to struggle when we compare our season to someone else's, when we resist where we are, or when we become frustrated because we can't see God working in our circumstances. God is always working, whether we are aware of it or not. We can all grow in our capacity to work in our seasons with diligence rather than resisting them, right? Ugh, such a powerful lesson. God started his mighty work in you and he is faithful to complete it. Will you be content in encounters with him and fully convinced of his goodness or, or <laughs> will you frustrate the grace that he's given? So that sentence right there, will you be content in encounters with him? 
So will you faithfully seek him no matter what is happening in your season? Will you be fully convinced or will you retreat into doubt, into fear, into anxiety, just because that's widely practiced in the world and accepted? Will you be fully convinced of his goodness no matter what? Or will you frustrate the grace that he's given? What that means is typically when we're not trusting God, when we're not leaning into his goodness, his grace, his undeserved favor, right? We start becoming anxious. We start worrying about the future. We start trying to take things into our own hands. We become impatient with the timing of things and try to force outcomes that are not actually good for us. And then we get results and consequences that we're not happy with because we didn't trust God, right? So Ecclesiastes 3, 1 through 8 is a really great scripture to remember for this. It's all about how there is a time and season for everything. And wisdom says, know your season so that you can flow with it, not against it. So when I picture here having a new rhythm, I distinguish that fear has its own rhythm and love has its own rhythm. One is a flow and one is a force, right? And so a really practical exercise that you can do, literally just draw a line down a sheet of paper and on one side, write all of the things in your life that you can think of that are actually motivated by fear, consistently motivated by fear. So typically for folks, this is around finances. This can be your relationships. If there's trust issues and things going on there, this can be with health. This can be with a career and business of some kind, but when we are motivated by fear, we're operating with force. We give into anxiety, we give into comparison, we get in the jealousy game, we we get into this timing and time frame issue. We try to make things happen in our own strength. We might trust the wrong people, we might go down the wrong path because we're trying to make it happen. And a lot of times when we're out of season, we won't bear much fruit, right? We could probably make it happen, right? But just because we can do it doesn't mean that God's in it. <laughs> Hope you heard that. Just because we can do it doesn't mean that God is in it. Just because it's a good thing to you doesn't mean it's a God thing, all right? So unless the Lord builds the house, it will not stand. So I don't know about you, but I don't want to keep taking all these steps and exert all of this energy trying to force an outcome that God's not in or on. Right? Because at the end of the day, what do I have to say for myself? I just have to start over and do it God's way. Right? Or keep struggling and toiling for no, no reason. Right? Not a fun path. So that's really, really important. Now, love, that would be what you would do on the other side of the paper. So if you draw a line, to, if you draw a line down a sheet of paper and on the left side, just write everything that's motivated by fear. On the right side, let's also honor and celebrate all of the things that are motivated by love as well right? Maybe these are self-care practices that you have for yourself. Maybe you actually have really healthy relationships. Maybe you are uh, in integrity in your workplace, whatever that happens to be. Look at the things that are actually motivated by love and everything. Celebrate those and thank God for his grace, for his support, for his favor in those areas. But then also on the left where there's all those fear areas, you can repent, meaning you can turn from and you can turn those over to God and ask for his wisdom, ask for his direction, ask for him to establish your steps, right? And then you can start taking the steps of obedience that he reveals to you, whether that's through intuition, whether that's through different uh words that are highlighted while you're studying, whether it's a download that he gives you, you can take those steps of obedience. And then... Another exercise that you can do 
is reflects on reflect. There we go. Reflect on the season God may have you in right now. And that will really help you to be fully present where he has you. Okay. So for example, you might be in a sewing season where you're just really developing some self-care practices where you're just maybe coming into relationship with God and growing in your identity in God and being rewired completely. Or you might be in a growing season where you're maturing and preparing for for what's to come and you recognize that there's quite a bit that you still have yet to learn. Or maybe you're in a blossoming season and a flourishing season and a season of harvest where you're breaking through into a new level um, in your anointing and intimacy with God and, and really being elevated, right? And no matter what season you're in, and God, does, God can reveal a season to you. It can mirror seasons in the world. He can give you a word. He can really just reveal to you what the season is about. Maybe it's a pruning season and a season of releasing and letting go, right? Or a healing, for example. But regardless of the season, one, it is helpful to recognize your season so that you don't work against it. So for example, if you are in a season of development, it is not time for harvest. <laughs> and if you recognize that, then you will take your time healing, developing. You'll give yourself grace for that process rather than fighting it and trying to be somewhere where you're not. Because it's usually when we fight our seasons and when we can't wait properly, wait on God for his wisdom, for his direction, for when he says that we're ready for what's next, that we make decisions that have consequences that we don't like and that we get connected to the wrong things and we really just get off the path, right? So regardless of the season, pray always. It's one of the best ways to open your heart completely to what the Holy Spirit wants to teach you and the way he wants to teach it. And really, it's in our own understanding that we're limited in our knowledge of God's character and his purposes. So as we embrace opportunities to process with him and pray through what we're facing, we become greater receivers of what God is doing, who God is and what God has for us. And that is something that does a lot of the transformational work in us. And that's what helps us find and tap into a new rhythm. Okay, so those are Two exercises, when we talk about either operating out of fear or out of love, out of force or out of flow, you can identify what the fears are so that you can be able to recognize them faster and choose to operate from love instead by God's power and for his glory. And then you can also celebrate where you are operating from love now so that you can grow in that and, and grow in depth and intimacy and closeness and more creativity in those areas. And then you can also, second exercise, you can pray with God about the season that you're in so he can help you flow <laughs> with the process and approach it from love, not fear, so that you can get the most out of it so that you're truly ready for what's next. So I believe, if you've been around me for a minute, that God's vibes matter. And what I mean by that is, usually we are so wired and tuned in to what's going on in the world that we've lost who we are, that we don't, we don't have the sensitive, the sensitivity to Holy Spirit, and we're not operating out of love. It's more often that we're operating out of anxiety and fear, right, and insecurity than out of perfect love that casts out all of those things, right? So God has his own rhythm, and that's really what I'm highlighting. God thinks a certain way. God behaves a certain way. Jesus is the example, right? God's heart is a certain way. So it just is this constant reminder that we're in process and that we're here partly, 
yes, to be ambassadors for God, but to walk out our salvation. That's not just like something that happens and it's done. It's something that we're walking out. So when we find God's rhythm, that's something that we can constantly return home to. And it also presents an option. We don't have to live in anxiety. We don't have to live in fear. We don't have to live in insecurity. So I thought it might be helpful to give you a couple of synonyms for rhythm because it's basically rewiring. We're transformed by the renewing of our mind. And when that happens, we think different, we speak different, we feel different, we express different emotions, we behave differently when we're obeying the spirit versus the flesh, right? So rhythm is a cadence. It is a flow, it is a movement, it is a pattern, it is a pulse, it's a frequency, it's a tempo, right? It's a cadence. So what's great about that is I have two visuals that you can think of. One, you probably heard, it's like a radio, right? So God is his own frequency. And a lot of times we're not tuned and fine-tuned to that station. And sometimes you got to really fine-tune depending on where you're driving, right? If you're out in the boonies, you really got to fine-tune. So if you're in a season of darkness <laughs> or silence, maybe you don't hear God as clearly, you really got to fine-tune, right? Another example that I love just because... If you've experienced whitewater rapids before, you can really feel this one. But if you are trying to go upstream in rapids, forget about it, right? Like it ain't going to be good. You're going to be all cut up, beat up. It's not going to be good, right? And that's a lot of times how we live our life. We live in struggle. We live in toil so much so that we think that that's normal and we don't check ourselves for it, right? When we could go with the flow. (laughs) And when we go with the flow, I don't know about you, but the right things come to me at the right time right? I'm not fighting for them. I'm not chasing them down. I'm not forcing it and they come to me. So that is always a constant reminder. Do I want to force and drown myself? Like again, if you're treading water, right? If you're like laying on water and you can't swim, you're going to freak out. But if you know you can float in salt water and you float, different experience, right? So I kind of use these visuals to help me remember maybe what's sometimes hard to express because when we're frustrated, we're not recognizing that we're in fear or when we're expressing some complicated emotions, sometimes we just need a simple metaphor to take us out, right? So think about that when when you're meditating on your list about where you're operating more out of. And the more you choose love, the more you are aligned with it, the more familiar that becomes, the less you'll operate out of fear, right? You'll be able to see it and catch it quicker. So a couple of verses that help me align with love, I'll just read some of them for you. One of them is that God is patient. So it's a reminder that patience is such a beautiful thing and growing in patience is so important for everything in this life, right? Patience is how you enjoy and show up and and really be present and intentional about the season that you're in. Patience helps you make wise decisions. Patience helps you hold your tongue. Patience helps you trust in God. It, it almost just gives this space, like just prepares a way for God to show up. It's a beautiful thing. So 2 Peter 3, 8 through 9 says, but do not forget this one thing, dear friends, with the Lord, a day is like a thousand years. Wow. And a thousand years like a day. In other words, there's no, God's not bound by time. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. So to turn from, to recognize their ways and to turn from any way that's not led by God, right? Or ordered by God. So that's a beautiful thing. It's really easy to compare to other people or wonder why something hasn't happened yet. But we need to understand that there's a purpose and a reason 
for everything. And not all delays, right, are denials. So it's really important to recognize that God is good. He's got perfect timing. When the time is right, he says that he will make it happen. Proverbs 16.9 says that in our hearts, humans plan our course, but the Lord establishes our steps. So God is the one who's directing. So anytime that you're in like a director seat, uh, it's likely that you're maybe in fear. Like I'm not trusting that, that God is able to direct me or I'm not trusting in God at all, right? So I need to take it into my own hands and my own strength. Now we will still take action with God, of course, and still have plans and still have steps, right? But it's different if we're directing them and if we're being led, different. Ecclesiastes 3.1 talks about timing again. There's a time for everything, a season for every activity under the heavens. So again, highlighting the wisdom of knowing your season. Do not boast about tomorrow, for you do not know what a day may bring. That's Proverbs 27.1. So this reminds me of the serenity prayer, where it really teaches us to be prayerful, to be intentional about the day that's ahead of us, right? Just this is the day the Lord has made. I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it. I'm going to seek him first. I'm going to get my daily bread. (laughs) I'm going to let him lead me and take steps of obedience. And then hope in a future, Jeremiah 29, 11 highlights this. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope in a future, Then you will call on me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. So all of these things lead me into love, back into love, back into alignment. God is good. I trust in his goodness. I trust in his faithfulness. I choose to praise him. I choose to rejoice. I choose to be content right now. He has good plans for me and he also works all things according, right? He works all things for good, right? So I'm going to keep that in mind and I'm going to trust him. I'm going to release my grip instead of white knuckling outcomes, right? Another thing that I like to think about or meditate on is just alignment in general. So just like rhythm, I think of alignment. Proverbs 16.3 says, commit your works to the Lord and the plans will be established. So rather than, I've really had to work on this to get a new rhythm, (laughs) to get wired differently, to get a tune up, if you will, to really commit my desires in my heart to God and let him give me the next step. And usually he leads one day at a time, one step at a time, one moment at a time. Um, 1 John 5, 14, this is the confidence with which we have before him that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. So I know that he hears me. I know that before I have any problem, he's got a solution worked out. Like I know he's good, right? So I stand on that. And then lastly, Psalm 143, 10, teach me to do your will for you are my God. Let your good spirit lead me on level ground. So when I'm in doubt, when I'm in fear, when I'm confused when I'm wavering somehow, I remember this and I ask for help. Asking for help is a huge thing to practice. Another thing to think about when we're actually impatient, we follow this verse, Proverbs 13, 12. Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. So when we are in struggle, when we're in toil, when we're taking things into our own hands and leaning on our own understanding, we often make our hearts sick because we're not surrendering, we're not repenting, we're not trusting. And we're not designed to to live in struggle and toil, and we don't have to. So that's really what this is highlighting today is that there is another option. Just because the world operates in, in anxiety doesn't mean that you have to. Just because comparison and and just 
flashing all the things that you got and what level you're on is a somewhat of a standard in the world doesn't mean that you have to. You can be private, you can have your boundaries, you can operate integrity, you can be about purpose, you can have contentment and peace in your life, right? You can walk out your purpose. You don't need permission for that. You don't need to broadcast anything to the world. When the time is right, the Lord will make it happen. So we operate in a lot of petty or futile things when we're not aligned, when we're not operating from our identity and from love, right? And when we're not in our purpose, we can easily be deceived. We can easily be led astray. We can easily be caught up in lesser things because we're not fixed and focused on the main thing. So my encouragement on today when thinking about the new year is really just think about how you're wired. That's really what's got to change because you can pursue more goals. (laughs) You can initiate more things you can take more things into your own hands but unless the lord builds the house it won't stand i like to say unless god's on it i don't want it (laughs) that's what i like to say so i am very prayerful and intentional about god is this you god confirm this is you god how will i know this is you right and i it helps with faith right when when in doubt right i like to say too when in doubt just hang out pray about it Wait for God to respond. I don't need an answer until God responds, right? I'm not wired like the world. So I'm going to wait on it, right? So that's my encouragement to you on today is that you can renew your mind by God's grace, right? By the work of the Holy Spirit in you. He can renew your mind. He can renew a right spirit in you. He can create in you a clean heart. But there's some work that we do. The word tells us, seek the kingdom first. Abide in the Lord. Stay connected to the vine, right? Walk in his ways. Commit your plans to him. There's things that we can do if we want peace, if we want contentment. And that will require letting go of some of the things that maybe other people around you have made normal, right? But it's not normal to wake up and the first thing we want to do is go post on social media and see how many likes we get. It's not normal to wake up and get busy about your to-do list and completely forget about God. It's not normal to constantly give people in your life the least of you. And the breadcrumbs of you because you're prioritizing all these other things that you think are important, right? The first thing is to take them to the main thing and let him guide and establish your steps so that you can be an example of his goodness, of his light, of his love, right? In every area of your life. So that's my encouragement for you on today is that you can choose again, one day at a time, one moment at a time. You can live in the flow of love. You don't have to walk the way of force and of fear. That doesn't have to be how you're wired, but it will require fruit of the spirit, (laughs) self-control, discipline, gentleness, patience, right? Meekness, so many beautiful things, long suffering, right? We learned a lot of beautiful lessons in maturity with Holy Spirit through the process. And so when we abort the process, when we try to short circuit it or skip it, we miss out on quite a bit. So God is a God of perfect timing. God is a good God. He has good plans for you. He started a good work in you and he's faithful to complete it. The question is, will you prioritize time with him in divine encounters? Will you walk in confidence of his goodness and live from love. That's the invitation. 
All right, guys, I hope this message blessed you. I hope that this is a gentle reminder. If it is, make sure that you subscribe to this channel. You can also follow me over on YouTube, Juliana Page, for a lot of content like this and subscribe over there. And you can visit julianapage.com. All of the God's Vibes Matter books are over there, not just the devotionals. You can check those out if you're interested in reclaiming your authority or how to really partner with God and sort of gradually start releasing your will and letting God fill the gap that only he can fill. Those are really great tools for you. There's a self-mastery course over there. It is a six-week course really to help you do this inner work because I realize that many, 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 and myself included, have not been trained in this kind of work and have been really weak in these areas. So I created a course that can help articulate that and provide language to that and help you strengthen your inner life, right? And then I also have coaching packages over there as well. So if you want to invest in coaching and really explore what that relationship can do with you, I am happy to hop on the phone and see if this is a fit. So go check out julianapage.com for all of those tools and resources. And until next time, guys, stay blessed.